ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Welcome to another week of the No Higher Calling podcast. Today, we are going to get really practical as we talk about some things in the kitchen, specifically meal planning. So I know I did an episode not too long ago chatting all things kitchen. So I touched on a lot of different categories and different things that we deal with in the kitchen and in cooking for a family. But I want to try to, in the next couple months, break some of those pieces down and get a little bit deeper. I know a lot of you have asked for that content, and it's something that I am currently really working through in my own homemaking. Um, So it's good. This helps hold me accountable and keep me on track because... I need to formulate a podcast that I can share with you guys and tell you all the things that I'm working to implement in my home. So this will kind of be the first episode as we get more specific into some kitchen things. This isn't a series. They're not going to be back to back. Um, But as I get opportunity to kind of intersperse some kitchen related things, hopefully over the next few months, I want to do that. Um, So in this episode, we're really going to talk about meal planning specifically. And we'll kind of touch on some other areas, food prep, um, grocery shopping, different things like that Um, throughout this episode. And I know a lot of you have submitted questions specifically regarding things in the kitchen. I'm going to try to answer some of those specifically again in this episode in regards to meal planning. Um, But if you have questions, I love to get your feedback. Let me know on Instagram, Facebook, send me an email. I love to hear from you guys and kind of put that all in the works as I plan and pray through these episodes. But anyway, let's just jump in and talk about meal planning. So this was something that I, uh, growing up, my mom did not meal plan. Um, We just shopped and bought a ton of stuff that we liked. And then whatever we were craving that day, that's what we had for dinner. Um, So I really didn't think about it any other way than that. So when I got married, um, you know, of course, it was just Simeon and I for a while. Um, and, and that worked. I was able to make that work. We had the meals that we liked. I kind of had a general idea of, okay, this is the food that we enjoy. And and I just did that. I just bought pretty much a staple. This is what I need to make this set of meals. And whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted, is what I made for dinner. Insert now being married for goodness, eight years going on this summer and having three kids and a baby on the way. And I just realized that that started getting really stressful. And it also was not very budget friendly. Um, So I've really been working through this area of meal planning in our home, in our kitchen. I just, I, I have a lot of different things that I am involved in um, a lot of different things that take up my mental capacity and getting to three or four o'clock and then looking at my pantry or my fridge and being like, hmm, what sounds good? What is thawed and ready to go? And what can I cook in the next hour that that wasn't setting myself up 
for success in my homemaking and for a smooth evening, um, for a good meal for my family. Again, I, I love the verse that I've kind of acclaimed as the unofficial motto of just everything that encompasses no higher calling is the verse in Proverbs 31 that she looketh well to the ways of her household. And that looks different for everybody. It doesn't say she looketh well to the way of everybody's household. No, it's her household. And I just came to realize that it was not looking well to the ways of my household to not implement some sort of a plan. Now, on the flip side, I know there are some women and they meal plan like a whole month out and they stick to it and there's no flexibility. And hey, if that works for your household, great. That doesn't work for mine. Um, So all of this, take bits and pieces of this advice and just ask the Lord, how can I work this into my own life and into my own household to better serve the people that are in my household and to help alleviate some of that stress and panic and, you know, impulse buying, some things like that as we try to work through this area of our home. I will also tell you, this is not something that I have mastered. This is still very much a trial and error um, thing that I'm working through in our home. I've definitely implemented some things more so over the past year that have worked very well for our family. And I feel like just now I'm settling into kind of a groove, into a routine and a rhythm of some things in our home. Um, I've shared before We are headed to the mission field. We did deputation for about two years. That meant that we were not home for a large chunk of those two years. We were traveling. We were eating out. Other people were feeding us. And that was a special season. But... It really threw me for a curveball when we transitioned into kind of this waiting period that we're in, being home. I had to work through some things where I, I had really gotten out of sync of of even grocery shopping, of cooking, of things like that. So that really kind of threw me for a loop when we adjusted back. And it took me, it took me months to feel to alleviate some of the stress that came with that and and to work through some of the rhythms of our home. But that's really been an area over the past year that I've been asking the Lord to help me with, really praying through, talking with my husband a lot, figuring out what are some things that we can implement in our home just to make it run smooth, to look well to the ways of our household. And this is one area. So I will share with you some things that I'm learning that I've done that have been so helpful. I will share with you some things that I am currently trial and error processing through, figuring out what exact niche of this element of meal planning do I need to implement? What do I need to not implement? And then some things that I'm looking forward to in the future, trying to do more of. So let's just jump in. The first thing that I would say in meal planning, and I I mentioned this, I do not meal plan for a month at a time. Um, I tried that. That was overwhelming. That sit down and plan session was just draining. And I didn't find that at the end of the day, I had a lot of energy to sit down and think about a whole month's worth of the calendar. So I bumped it to a week. I have gotten in the rhythm of very easily and quickly being able to plan a week's worth of meals. So usually by like Thursday-ish, I have my grocery list ready. I sit down and say, okay, 
you know, I, I've already planned throughout the rest of the week. So it's Thursday. We've got Friday, Saturday's meal planned. Let's take my planner. Let's look to the next week and plan out that week. So that's kind of what I've been doing. My goal is to stretch that to a two-week thing that keeps us from being at the grocery store more frequently that alleviates a little bit of the weekly planning for me um so right now I'm up to about a week and a half out I'm managing um I'm pushing to really trying to have two week chunks of time that I have our meals planned um and you know everybody's life looks different everybody's schedule looks different and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later um you know I know somebody asked me do you have like backup meal plan for if something comes up or, you know, you you have to change what you have planned. I don't really have a backup plan, um, but we always have, I I try to leave a lot of leftovers. Um, I try to cook bigger meals and I'll talk about this again in a little bit, but this kind of helps with lunch. When we have leftovers, I don't have to think about lunch so much. Um, So we usually have leftovers. I usually have some quick things on hand, whether that's uh, sandwiches or we just do a breakfast for dinner. There are times where though we have worked very hard to kind of set up a schedule and just right now with our life, we don't really deviate from that too much. And if I do, I know in advance. It's not like the day of that usually plans change. Um, but, it, you know, I, I can kind of process through that because I have some extra stuff on hand. Um, so the biggest thing that has helped me in my meal planning is listing out our favorite meals. And I've shared this before. Marcy Fowler joined me for um, an interview, Simplified Hospitality, just talking through some hospitality myths and debunking them. And this is something that she recommended that has been so helpful to me because when I started this, I remember sitting down with that blank calendar and I just, I'm hit with this like, what food do we enjoy? What do we eat? I don't even know what to fill in here. Like, okay, I've got spaghetti and pizza and I'm drawing a blank. Um, so Marcy just challenged to have different categories. Um, so I have crock pot meals. I have soups. I have a category for, um, let's see, the grill. I have a category for things that I bake in the oven. And then I have a breakfast category. I have a lunch category. I have a hospitality category. And having all of these different kind of sections in my planner, and then over the past probably six, eight months, I have been compiling under those categories. These are what some of our favorite meals, or it doesn't even have to be a favorite meal, but this is just something that we enjoyed that we didn't, we'd like to throw into the rotation. So I've been really working hard on that aspect. That has been like the key factor that has helped set me up to be successful in my meal planning. Um, So having that listed out that way, when I sit down to make out my two week menu plan, I'm not trying to transition my brain from being with the kids all day to feeding the family to getting them in bed and now I'm trying to focus and look at this blank calendar and think what do we need to eat um 
So that's been huge. That would be my first suggestion. If you don't do that, do it. Even with hospitality night, um, I've shared on here again before, we are trying to implement one night a week. That is our hospitality night that we have people over for dinner. And so I've written out, hey, these are some of my go-to meals. These are some of my favorite meals that I know are going to be delicious that I am more than happy to feed to other people. Um, Even down to like, okay, so I have it completely listed out. Meat, sides, bread, dessert. This is my complete meal. And I have three or four of those under the hospitality section. Then I've been recently starting a section for like meals that I would take to somebody. Our church takes meals to new moms. I'm involved in a local group in the community that provides meal for foster care families. So different things like that. Or even, you know, if if just on a whim, I know that a friend's going through something and if I want to take them a meal, I've been compiling a list of that because that's a little bit different than my hospitality because often if it's t- if I'm taking a meal to somebody, I want it to be easily transportable. I don't want to have to, you know, send my dishes and then worry about getting it back. So I try to think through that. Um, so anyway, having all of these categories and then listing out these meals has been so helpful. And then as I sit down with my planner, as I kind of have, okay, these are the meals that we like. These are what we are enjoying eating. Um, I usually will try to at least once a week, well, not really at least, at most once a week, um, add in a new recipe. So I have a Pinterest board, all these recipes that I've pinned that I did nothing with for years. And so I've, over the past year, I've had fun looking at that list and saying, okay, well this week I'm going to buy the ingredients for this recipe. We're going to give it a try. If it's good and we really like it, hey, it gets transferred into my planner, into those category sections. If it's not, then scrap that, delete it out of my Pinterest board. So I've been kind of going through that, and that's been fun. That's given um, just some freshness, I guess, to my meal planning, to what we're eating, allowing us to try some things. And I will say that we've come across some recipes over the past couple months that we're like, these are really good. Like, we love this. And it's just been implemented right into our family favorites. So I do try to do that. But as I'm compiling that list, as I'm sitting down and planning, I'm also kind of looking at my calendar for that week, that two weeks, whatever section of time it is that I'm meal planning for. And I kind of like correspond that together. So let me just walk you quickly through what an average week would look like for us. Sunday, we have church in the morning and in the evening. So I know that As soon as we get home from church, we're going to be very hungry and I either need to have something quick or I need to have a crock pot meal. Usually it's a crock pot meal. So that narrows down my meal planning immensely. I don't have to, we're not going to grill when we come home Sunday. I'm not going to make this brand new recipe. I'm not going to wait for something to cook in the oven for 45 minutes or an hour. I know, okay, we're going to look at the quick meals or we're going to look at the crock pot meals. So that's lunch. And then as far as dinner goes on Sunday, hey, we're just, we're going to do something quick and easy. Now, normally we, we love breakfast. So breakfast is a very important meal in our family. Um, I spend a lot of time on not only making breakfast, but making very healthy breakfasts. That's been something that I've been implementing even more so into my homemaking recently. So we eat a really good breakfast. Then we eat a light, piddly lunch. So lunch is going to be something simple. Lunch is going to be leftovers. Lunch is going to be sandwiches, quesadillas, um, 
a salad, you know, taco salad, just something easy and quick that I don't really have to spend hardly any time on, something light because we did have that big breakfast and we will have a big dinner. We usually have a, a large dinner meal. Um, that's kind of like our big family meal of the day. Simeon's usually home for breakfast, but we're starting the day. We're busy. Um, you know, we're also kind of incorporating some Bible memory and family time or family Bible time into breakfast. So dinner is our like main family meal. But on Sunday, that's a little reversed. Lunch is our big meal. And then we have a light dinner. Um, so then Monday, Recently, my husband has been going to his brother's house on Monday evenings for a game night, so usually I don't have to feed daddy. So that means a couple things. <laughs> that means either we can eat cereal for dinner or eat something really quick if I've had a busy, hectic day and I just don't really want to put a lot into it, or hey, we could have peanut butter and jelly because my kids would be totally happy with that. Um, or that's my opportunity to make things that Simeon does not like. Um, he's kind of picky and there are a lot of things that I really enjoy that he doesn't want to touch. So sometimes Monday night is the night that, hey, if we want to branch out and eat anything that has onions or mushrooms or, you know, a lot of veggies, that would be the night that I would do it. So again, just kind of looking at my calendar, that helps me plan my meals. I'm not going to grill steak on Monday night when my husband is gone at a game night. Um, Tuesday is hospitality night. So again, I have that hospitality plan that those ideas ready, that narrows down that night. Wednesday, so Wednesday, we have to have the kids to church by 6.15 for choir practice. We have church at 7. So Wednesday evening, like from 3 o'clock on, if I am not very structured with my time and stick to that, we do not get to church on time. I know that, hey, I need by five o'clock, we have got to be sitting down at the table ready to eat. And it needs to be a quick meal because there's possibility I might have to give the kids a bath after, depending on how messy it is. And then we've got to be out the door by six. So Wednesday, I know I'm going to do a quick meal. Sometimes that might be a crock pot meal, but usually we just do a quick meal. Sometimes we do breakfast for dinner on Wednesdays. So, you know, I just do up eggs and a meat and some fruit and we call it good or we do pancakes or something like that. Um, then Thursday is usually just an at-home evening. So we do a big meal on Thursday. So that's kind of where I'm going to branch out and try my new recipe or we're going to grill or something that takes longer. Um... Friday is either kind of another just at-home evening where we would do another big meal or sometimes, depending on babysitters and all of that, Friday would be date night. So in that case, um, I'm just going to have something easy on hand that the babysitter can cook or prepare for the kids and then Simeon and I would go out to eat. And then usually Saturday is our weekly family pizza party where I make homemade pizza and we watch a movie. Um, but anyway, having that list of our meals and comparing that with my calendar, that immediately helps me process through what meals we need to have when or what categories of meals we need to have then. And that has helped so much in my menu planning. So having this plan and for the most part really trying to stick to it has helped in so many ways. Um, it's really helped 
set me up for, I hate to keep using the word success, but like dinner time success. I have a good meal on the table for my family prepared. And because it was planned ahead, I knew what was coming. I could prep ahead if I needed to. Um, you know, it, it wasn't something I was scrounging at the last minute trying to get together. Um, it's also helped with the budget. You know, we find ourselves much less often being like, well, there's nothing in the fridge, so let's go out to eat. Um, so that's helped save quite a bit of money, especially the more kids we add. And then also it helps me in my grocery shopping. So I cannot stand shopping for groceries in person. That is one of the most exhausting things to me. Um, so I'm so thankful for grocery pickup. And I know some people love it, some people hate it. I feel like every grocery pickup store is a little bit different. For example, locally, I have realized that our Walmart pickup is terrible. It takes a really long time. Nobody has an hour to sit and wait on their groceries. Um, but our Kroger pickup is very fast and efficient. They have good sales. So that's that's the store that I shop at um, for our grocery store. And so then on my app, that is my grocery list. My Kroger app is my grocery list. As I'm out of something, I just get on there and I put it in there. So I'm accumulating my grocery list all throughout the week so that when I sit down and do this meal plan, I also have my app pulled up. I'm adding things that I need for those two weeks onto it. And then it's just as simple as, okay, I'm going to place that order and Simeon usually picks it up on his way home from being out working the next day. And it works really well for us. Um, that saves me so much time. Again, it saves money. And it just makes sure that I have everything that I need on hand for the meals that we're going to have. I've also been working on compiling like a pantry staple list. Just, okay, beyond ingredients to make meals, these are things, okay, these are spices that... I use all the time that I need. Um, these are, you know, noodles, rice, whatever, canned goods, things like that. I, I'm working on kind of compiling a list and I want to just stick that inside my pantry so that I can just do a quick scan and be like, oh, wow, we're only down to one can of green beans. I need to do that because when I meal plan... Um, I don't meal plan breakfast. I just know, okay, this is... I just kind of do that mentally, I guess. These are some things that I'm going to have on hand to make the breakfast that I make. Um, then for lunch, again, I just make sure we have lunch meat and cheeses and, you know, easy stuff like that. And then for dinner, I only meal plan like the main dish. So sides and all that kind of stuff, I don't put all of that in in just our everyday average meal plan. So this pantry list is where that would come in where I would say, okay, we need to get some more cans of green beans or, you know, I need to get a bag of potatoes so that we can have baked potatoes and mashed potatoes or whatever I want for these sides. So that's something that I'm currently kind of working through planning ahead for that. Um, but that is kind of how I process through our menu planning. Another thing that I'm working on is once I get those groceries, once I get that grocery order, I'm trying to be better and I put everything in its spot. I put everything where it needs to go. But as far as like the fresh things, I'm trying to get better about prepping that. Like that day is my goal. Probably not right after it's come home. Um, but I, the weeks that I have just went ahead, okay, we're going to wash all the fruit and veggies. We're going to go ahead and get them chopped and in containers and in the fridge. That has been 
awesome. Like a huge, huge time saver. I don't do that all the time, but that is something that I'm working on doing more of. And then also having this meal plan helps me with my meat because I can say, okay, I'm going to look in two or three days, we're going to have chicken and my chicken is currently frozen. So this is when I need to pull it out. And it just keeps me tracking kind of ahead of the game instead of retrospective and being like, we're supposed to have chicken tonight and it's frozen. What am I going to do? Um, so that has just been a huge help in our home with meal planning. Um, so I'm going to try to address a couple questions that you guys asked me in regards to meal planning. Somebody asked if I made separate meals for the kids or just one meal for our family. Um, one meal for our family. I don't have the time or the brain power to make separate meals for different people. Now there are sometimes just because of some of the things that Simeon does not like that he might, I wouldn't make like a completely separate meal, especially at dinner time, but he might have like a portion or a different like version of the meal than the full version that we're having or something. For example, he doesn't like soup and I am completely craving soup in this season of winter and in pregnancy. So, um, I will do soup and sliders or like soup and sliders and a loaf of homemade bread. So he eats the sliders. He likes the bread, but the kids and I love the soup. So in that aspect, I might have different elements that like people don't want to eat this, but I'm going to eat this, but I don't have different meals. Now at lunchtime, because that's very more just grab and go. Um, you know, I'll ask the kids, you know, would you rather have leftover lasagna or a leftover taco? Or, you know, my my younger two, they don't really like like meat and cheese sandwiches. So we might be having roast beef sandwiches and the younger two are going to eat peanut butter and jelly. So in that aspect, yes. Um, but we've just kind of taught our kids that you eat what's provided for you. Um now, if it's something that I know that they absolutely can't stand, I don't force that. Like, I I cannot do beets. I remember being forced to eat them as a kid, and it is a terrible memory. So I'm not going to, like, make them eat something I know they dislike and then cause them to throw up. Um, but... You know, they're little. There's not a lot of things that they actually absolutely detest. This is kind of a whole nother topic, but we did baby led weaning in introducing solid foods to our kids. So we did not do baby food. I have had three children so far, and I've never bought a can of baby food. I've never pureed anything. The kids just ate what we ate, um, just cut in the proper sizes and shapes and all of that to make it safe for them. Um, but that, I feel like, has really helped my kids not be very picky. Um, now, there are definitely things that they like more than others. Um, but they pretty much just eat what they're given because that's just the way we've always done it from the time that they were six months old and older. Um, now, we have started teaching them as they've gotten a little more vocal about some of their preferences, not even likes and dislikes, but preferences. You know, I just say, look, if you don't like it, just leave it to the side of your plate. You don't have to make a big deal. You don't have to be like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever had. We really implemented this when we were in the season of traveling to people's homes and eating meals with people. You know, it, it was embarrassing when, when my four-year-old is like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. You know, so we were just like, look, 
We don't need a newsflash announcement if it's something that doesn't taste good to you. Just push it to the side of your plate and be thankful for the whole meal, but eat what it is that you enjoy. So I'm trying to kind of implement that even at home with mommy. Like if it's something that you really don't like, then okay. But that also does not give them an excuse to be like, well, I don't like whatever vegetables on my plate. So I'm just going to push that to the side and we're going to ignore the vegetable. Um, They usually have to, we say, hey, you have to eat a couple bites of that. Especially if I have a dessert in the evening, they don't get dessert unless they've pretty well finished their plate um, and eaten some of their vegetable. Somebody asked if my meals are pretty repetitive. No, um, they were for a while because there again, I kept having this mental block about like, okay, well, burgers, spaghetti, baked chicken and pizza, like we're just gonna, that's the meal plan every week. Um, but as I've really worked hard onto implementing these categories and listing out these different things, and as I tried to implement a new recipe, um, that has added a lot of variety to our meals. Now there are sometimes and this is probably more because I'm pregnant, where I'll just be like, oh my goodness, this meal is so good. So we have it like once a week for three weeks and leftovers. And then my husband's like, okay, we've had this one a lot recently. So maybe can we replace it with something else? And then I won't have even realized that. I'll just be like, oh, of course. Well, that I've just really been wanting lasagna or whatever. Um, But I don't really feel like I struggle with the repetitiveness per se anymore now that I've kind of implemented this type of meal planning. Um, Do I plan meals based on what sounds good or based on sales and coupons? So I'm going to end with this question completely based on what sounds good. I don't know if it's, again, like I said, because I grew up that way or because I am kind of a foodie and I really enjoy my meals. I'm not a snacker. Um, really our whole household, my, my husband came from a very snacky family. So that was an adjustment for him at first, but he's kind of transitioned. We pretty much eat three meals. We don't really snack. So I really look forward to dinner. Um, and I want it to be something that I'm craving because I do crave things. So usually I, as I'm planning it out, I'm like, Ooh, this sounds good. We haven't had this for a while. That new recipe sounds amazing. Let's try this. Um, as far as planning based on sales and coupons, I tried that for a while before I had kids, but again, everybody's household's different. Everybody's schedule and what time and energy you have to invest into different things is different, but I found that very um, difficult for me because I had to scour sales ads and compare grocery stores and then collect coupons and then meal plan based on the sales and the coupon. It was so many steps that in the long run, I, I definitely was not saving time. And, you know, then it had me going to this store for these items because they, they were on sale here. And then this store for these items because, and it just got to be too much, especially as I started having kids. I couldn't do that. Um, does it save more money? Probably. I would assume so. And, you know, I, I'm thinking of some moms that I know that definitely plan based on sales and coupons and their, their grocery budget is way less than mine. So I, I'm sure it does help. I just found in the scheme of all the elements of how much does this help me look well to the ways of my household, it wasn't worth it. Um, now, I do try to look for sales. I do try to be wise in how I spend my money. You know, I, I mentioned on the Chatting All Things Kitchen 
we're trying to get away from, we're trying to transition from buying everything exclusively from the grocery store to sourcing it from either local farms or I do a lot of shopping on Azure Standard now. Um, That isn't necessarily a farm local to me, but it is a farm and then they ship it kind of around the country. Anyways, if you have any questions about that, um, you can look up their website and they have a ton of information on exactly how that works. And I talked a little bit about that in my um, Chatting All Things Kitchen episode. So it's a little bit lengthy to explain it. I'm not going to take the time on this episode. Um, But a lot of what I buy from Azure is bulk. So because it's bulk, it's it's automatically much cheaper. Um, And I've just really found that their prices in general are either extremely comparable or cheaper. Even though I'm paying for farm fresh food that has completely natural and healthy ingredients, very minimal ingredients, not overloaded with all of this junk of stuff that you would find in the grocery stores. Now, I was talking to my husband. I don't know if that is just because the way things are trending right now that grocery store prices are through the roof. I don't know if that's why when I compare, they're a little bit closer. But there are some things like, okay, we... We do buy local honey from a local person, and I get a 44-ounce jar for $20, which is really good um, comparing it to grocery store prices and the quality of honey. But I was just on Azure the other day placing my order and realized that I can get the same amount of local farm fresh honey. Now, again, it's not local to Knoxville, but farm farm fresh honey for half the price. So I went with Azure. We're going to swap over and do that instead. So I've been trying to buy in bulk as I can. I've been trying to really in the pursuit of more healthy foods, um, less processed, less um, refined sugars and flours and all of that. That has really transitioned me more to Azure for my grocery shopping, but also even meat. So my dad actually for Christmas bought half cow and gave us a fourth of the cow. That was my Christmas present. And hey, one of the best Christmas presents I've ever gotten. That cow has fed us now for like gone on two months and I still have some left in my freezer. And the quality of the meat is like, I can't even begin to compare it. It's like whatever we were getting from the grocery store before we were eating tires and now we're like experiencing really good meat. Um, And again, like lump sum it was a lot of money um, to pay. Well, I mean, he, he gifted it to us. But anyway, it, it would have been a lot of money to pay for a fourth of a cow. But portioning that out into what we got divided by the bulk that we paid and how long it has lasted us, it was a much, much better decision economically. Like, okay, we love roast beef. And I used to be able to go to the grocery store and get a decent-sized roast that would feed my family plus leftovers for between $12 and $15. I cannot do that now any less than $30. And I don't feel like the quality is great. It's It's got half of it's fat the half that's not fat is tough like I, I'm i not interested in spending $30 on that but then you know we get this farm fresh beef farm raised beef and best roast beef we've ever had and so some of this as I'm thinking through budgeting and couponing and planning all of that that's where I save um, between just the grocery pickup and meal planning the part that that plays into keeping me from impulse buying, keeping me like 
keeping me focused on a plan. And then also we plan in leftover nights too periodically. So we make sure that, hey, we're not wasting a bunch of food. I think that is one of the areas where we could really, if you're trying to watch your budget, watch how much you're wasting. Um, that, that might be an area of the budget that we don't think about. Because it's not like I'm actually putting out the money. But when you are throwing food away, that, that is money that you're out of, you know. Um, and, and that's where I was with that roast. You know, when I'm throwing away half of it because it's tough and fatty, that's $15 that I'm throwing into the trash. So that factored in as far as budgeting. And then really our family switching over to more bulk purchases. Yes, I might have a month where I'm spending $600 in investing in a fourth of a cow and this huge, you know, order from Azure, but then that's going to last us for months. So we just kind of have to Again, that all factors into the plan and working all of that out. Um, but those are just some things that have helped in our home. As you know, the warm months come, we're hoping to get a lot from my mother-in-law's garden. And I want to start a herb garden and different things. So just trying to think through what we eat, what does my family enjoy? How can I plan these meals? But also, I, I know a huge practical side of that is the budget. Um, and that, I mean, I think the majority of us have a budget and we need to stick to that budget. And so that definitely plays a factor into this meal planning. Yeah, I'd love to have steak and shrimp on the menu every night, but that's not practical. And again, that is not looking well to the way of my household. That's not being a wise steward of what God has given me. So I think in all of it, meal planning and budgeting and looking well to the way of your household and implementing all these things. You just, you start somewhere. It can be overwhelming. Figure out where you need to start. What meal is your family's favorite meal? You know, maybe you don't like breakfast. Maybe you are a breakfast on the go person, but you like lunch or dinner is your big family meal. Um, just, you know, pick one of those things. Start small, work your way through that and just make baby steps. And it's been in the baby steps that I've gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm pretty secure. Things are going smooth. This is working for us. Now we're going to branch out into some bigger steps into these other areas, into bulk shopping, into looking for more farm-raised stuff. Some things like that I've been able to branch out into. So I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that you learned something and that it will help you as you look well to the ways of your household and to your kitchen as you serve your family and minister to the ones that God has put in your life through your kitchen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.